Recorded live. Father God, we praise you this night. We glorify you. We thank you, Lord, for who you are. We confess now that there is no God like you. Not in heaven, Father, not on earth. You are the only true, wise, and holy God. This we praise you, Lord, and we magnify your holy name. We ask now, Lord, as we um, prepare to study your holy word, that your Holy Spirit would uh, embrace us, Father, and grant us the spiritual wisdom and understanding to articulate your word, Father, and to receive from you. We praise you, Lord, because we know that you have heard this prayer and that you will answer our prayer. Oh, Lord, may we walk in righteousness and holiness. May we, Father God, um, um, do all that pleases you to bring glory to your name, that your church would be advanced and your kingdom would be built. For this, Father, we would give you all the praise. We give you all the thanks. For this, in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, good evening and welcome to our study tonight. For this is another day that the Lord has blessed us with. And we are glad because we know that um, not being for the Lord on our um, where would we be? There is no God like our God. He is the only true God, and we praise him for that today. Um, tonight, we are continuing our study. We are continuing our study tonight in the book of Acts. In the book of Acts, we continue our study, and we pray that uh, you would um, um, get a blessing from our study tonight. Uh, we are talking about the power of the Holy Ghost in the church and in the lives of individuals, um, the power of the Holy Ghost in the church and the lives of individuals. When I say in the church, I'm talking about a corporate body, and individuals are those without the corporate body. There is a difference for um, even though it takes all of us to make the church up, we also have had a personal life that we have to live daily before the Lord. And it takes the Holy Spirit to impact us to impact us to live that way. So that is what we're talking about tonight. Um, about, number one, several weeks ago, we started this study off talking about um, being empowered by the Holy Ghost. And we, um, last week, we talked about the um, group of apostles who were um, uh, the earlier apostles who God had anointed and and um, filled to be leaders in Jerusalem and Judea, Samaria, and the utmost part of the earth, and how they became in partnership with God. Um, they were impacted by the Holy Ghost under their Pentecost impact, 
and then together they work um, their the church. They didn't work it as individual, but they work it as a team. That is important for us to to remember that we are working this as a team, not as individual, but as a team. Um, and so we're going to talk about in partnership with the Holy Ghost and with our brothers and sisters. Okay. Now, keep in mind that this word partnership is just another way of saying covenant community, and we talk about being in covenant relationship. Okay, so when I say partnership, I'm, I'm just referring to togetherness, how we are in covenant relationship one towards another and also with God. Okay, it is the result of of a person who um, realizing that their potential and destiny through um, the apostolic and prophetic utterance of the Spirit and also waiting um, for their brothers and their sisters to come alongside them or to be there with them uh, that produces this covenant community. Okay? Um, you could also mark people of such by the word that they speak in the, in the life that they live. Just one word spoken um, from a person that is filled with the Holy Spirit can set a new direction um, in somebody's life. So if for some reason in a relationship in ministries and churches, um, if there is actually no community or no covenant relationship, sometimes we just don't reach people. Okay, we don't reach people, but um, once there is a covenant relationship, people have a tendency of relating to you or opening to you. So that is very important for you to keep in mind. Keep in mind, okay? Um, so again, covenant relationship is important as it is in partnership. So when I say in partnership, I'm talking about a covenant relationship with each other. You have it with one another. And then we have it with the Holy Spirit. And it is produced by an apostolic and prophetic utterance, okay? God uses leaders to speak um, with such great authority and, and um, wording and revelation that it changed the lives of individuals, okay? So, so the word, again, that you want to look at when I said, relationship or community, the word community has been abused, okay, or relationship has been abused and um, and by deceived people who have perverted the kingdom truth of God. Uh, we have, we find that there are many churches, you know, who have changed the truth, the kingdom truth of God, and why? In order to um, mislead countless and and, and actually thousands of people um, from coming into the truth. This was happening, this is, was, was happening during the days of Jesus' time and even on the day of Pentecost because, and you notice, there were thousands and thousands of people who really came to the Lord, but then right away there were groups who wanted to come up against, against the, um, the apostles, okay, um, they wanted to 
to, and, and even if, as you continue reading in the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh chapter, it began to, um, people try to join into the Christian movement, and many of them were contaminated. Many of them had um, their own agenda, um, case in point, Ananias and Sapphira, you know, they had their own agenda. They wanted to be sane. They wanted to pretend, and so on and on and on. Um, many people have been misled, and as it is today in local churches, many Christians have been misled um, because um, pastors or leaders um, who compromise, who compromise the Word of God for their own agenda, have their own, you know, have their own group or their own ideology that pass on to a group of people for their being misled. Okay, um, you can you can actually tell a false ministry um, by its need to isolate from society. I've seen, I've spoken with apostles and prophets and. And, and and leaders, they want to isolate themselves from society. That's that you could, That's almost a false ministry. You cannot isolate yourself from society. You ought to be different through the Word of God, but not to isolate yourself from society. Okay, um, um, true ministry. Okay, is a is is in community. The word community is common unity. Community. Common unity, community. Okay, um, it gathers itself around the apostolic doctrine, and and and, and I'm going to show that to you in a few minutes. Okay, and it, it speaks only that which is given by the apostles. Okay, um, and they become a city of light. Okay, a city of light. Um, when God's power is released, nothing can be hidden. Nothing can be hidden. God, God's ways um, is always revealed. Or He, He, when the power of God or the light of God comes forth, everything must be um, revealed. Nothing can be hidden. So you can know false relationship or false ministry when the true word of God is preached. Um, the true word of God is preached. Let's look in in um, Acts chapter. Three, but actually we'll go to chapter four because on last week we were in chapter three and we were talking about the power of the apostle um, together. Let me say that God only works in unity. He doesn't work as a single person. If you look all through the book of Acts, you'll find out where the the word of God, where the apostles were working together, producing um, the glory of God, not as individual, but as a group. Peter, um, mm-hmm. John, going up to the to the temple um, at the hour of prayer, Paul and Silas, or Paul or Barnabas, or John Mark, uh, and on and on and on. You will see the apostles working together because if they were two or three, I gathered and not where one is gathered two or three. Okay, uh, gathering my name, he is in the midst, and once he is in the midst, that is the blast. So um, the power of God is released through community relationship, which is a covenant relationship with our brothers and sisters. And let me say that we all have this have this power. Um, yes, I am an apostle of God, but 
you uh, may be a teacher, you may be a whatever calling in your life, you have the same power of God in your life. There is no difference between the power of God and um, with one person and the other. There are different assignments. Um, therefore, would, y'all, would the power that is in you is used for may be different from what is in me? But we are, we have the same power that comes from the same tree, the same source, um, for the fruit of the Spirit is. It's not the fruits. It's the fruit. It's one source. It bothers me when I um, hear men and women of God teach that um, this person is more powerful than the other one. That's a lie. That's a false doctrine. There is no power greater than the power of God. And if you have the Holy Ghost, and I have the Holy Ghost, it is the same power. We have different administration, but the same operation, same, same God that is using. And let me also state that um, God will use a man, a woman, a boy, or a girl to operate in his kingdom so long as they know who they are and, and as long as they know their calling in God. It bothers me also when I hear that man or women try to distinguished assignments. Uh, God knows what you're assigned. God knows what you're calling. And if you're called to be something, fulfill your calling in God. Don't allow the enemy, don't allow the enemy to um, um, put you in a corner and make you feel that you can't do what God called you to do. The devil is a liar. God mm-hmm. called you, and so you should fulfill his calling. Okay, so we need to learn how to work together in unity and in strength, okay? Amen. In the third chapter of Acts, we found where we see where Paul, where Peter and John went up to the temple at the third hour, and they were together. And each time a statement is made, um, you see Paul and Peter saying, um, 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 Seven gold have I none, but such as I have. You know, give our own to these. But in that statement, um, the man looked on them, not on him, on them, expecting to receive something. Okay, and so um, it is strength when we stand together. You may not say a whole lot. You may not be saying, but just your presence and the right attitude that you have in prayer, the right attitude you have. Um, um, before the Lord um, produces the glory of God, even if you're not saying anything. Amen. Even if you're not acting in a way, God still can use you just because of your presence. Okay. Um, And so now this man is healed and he is um, delivered. He he didn't just go back to his own ways because he didn't go back to his people. He began, he leaped up praising God and wanting to attach himself to the apostles, to be a part of something new, what was happening. Um, if God uses you to bring deliverance to someone, don't brag about the fact that, oh, I, I went down in this revival and you should see the people that, that was here. You know, or, or, you know, that, you, you, you know, it's God who's doing it. You don't have to brag about the power of God. Um, Jesus never went about when he healed uh, men and women, 
bragging about what he has done. The apostles never done it. So why are we doing it today? Why do we have to say, you know, I was in this revival and I told him, I, I called this person out and, and I ministered to him or to her and told them what the Lord said and they called me back in a few days and said, you really is a man of God, a woman of God. Well, why, why do you have to broadcast that? You know, that, that's, that's not important. You just speak the word of God and you should believe that it was going to happen in the first place. You shouldn't be doubting and waiting for someone to call you. Uh, you know, all of this is hideous and 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 and, and doctrines of man. And you 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 think you think that the suits there there are bad? You are bad enough just because you 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 want to praise yourself for the work that God is doing for you. But again, that's not what I'm teaching. I'm just trying to show you that. Don't brag about what you are doing in God, but brag about what God is doing through you, and and uh, and lift up God. You know, many times we go in churches and and they're introducing us. They say, "Oh, we want to introduce this great man of God, this great man of God," um, and uh, you know, why just change it? You know, introducing a great God. You know a great God that is using a man, okay? He's a great God that is using a man or a woman. We look for too much praise and accolades so that people can think we are more than we are, okay? But we are not, okay? So now that this, this man is is, um, is is saved, it costs Paul, I'm sorry, I kept saying Paul, but it costs Peter to be able to minister to um to another group of people. And the 19th verse of the third chapter says, Repent ye therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted, may be blotted out, um, when the times of refreshment should come from the presence of the Lord. Okay, and so this is a good opportunity. Every time God glory be revealed and people is amazed of what is happening, it, it gives you an opportunity of sharing the word of God. If anything spectacular takes place in your life, you know, that hadn't happened before, it gives you an opportunity of sharing the word of God. Um, God bless you with something that you've been praying for and, and you're excited about it. and It gives you an opportunity to talk about the greatness of God. Okay, so um, so you see, Peter said, repent, eat, okay, and be converted or change your lifestyle, okay, um, because when the time of refreshment comes, you know, from the Lord, you'll be able to receive the refreshment of the Lord, okay. So, so brothers and sisters, I'm saying to you tonight that, number one, we need a covenant relationship, number two, if we're going to do a work for the Lord, if we're going to do a work for the Lord, we're not doing it by ourselves, but it's because we're in partnership with each other and with the Holy Ghost. In addition to that, our working is not to glorify ourselves, not to show people how great a work we're doing or, or no, it's not that also that the Holy Ghost will not, uh, is, is no different in me than it is in you. You have the Holy Ghost, I have the Holy Ghost, and, and we are working together. Where two or three are gathered together, not where one is gathered, two or three. 
okay, then God is in the midst to bless. Most re- most of the re- most of the time, one of the reasons is that there is no um, blessings or deliverance going on in the body of Christ is because um, we are trying to do it on our own. Okay, we are trying to. There is no check and balances. There's no one there. And the Bible said is the, the spirit is subject to the prophet. In other words, that means every spirit, every word that is spoken to the prophet should be judged by another person. It is subject to the prophet. Okay, so I should be in relationship with you to be sure that you're not speaking some heresies or false doctrines or raising up a group of men and women, calling them your church when it's not your church. It actually belongs to God. So it is very important for relationship. It's important to be together. It's important uh, for community. It's important to have the power of God, and it's important to know that the spirit that is working in you is of God and not of yourself. So now that you have an opportunity to speak to people, um, you are a, because of what God is doing, it, it opens a door now for ministry. Now it takes us to the fourth chapter of Acts, where we want to get the fourth chapter of Acts. And it said, and as they spoke unto the people, the priests okay. and captains of the temple, um, and the Sadducees came upon them. It's amazing that um, um, religious people would try to congregate and stop you and stop a man or woman of God when you are truly ministering the word of God. Religious people don't like the truth. Religious people don't get glory, don't like to hear the word of God that is coming from the power. They're rather something that is um, rehearsing, something that actually um, being said before that tickles your ears and 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 make you feel good. That's religious people. But now that um, um, the, the apostles were speaking with so boldness, they came upon them. Okay, being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. Um, you will be. Anytime you decide to preach Jesus' name, um, and I say Jesus' name because there's so many teaching out there that preaching so many other names, but the the only name that is given under heaven whereby a man must be saved is the name of Jesus. And he said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. So there is no other name whereby a man can be saved. And whenever you began to preach and teach the word of God in the name of Jesus, the, the, oppo- the opposition is going to come against you. You're, you people is going to try to assassinate your character and assassinate your name, your testimony, bring you up to north. But if you are in God, there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. There goes that name again. To them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. It's important for you to know that there that they, people come up against you when you are honestly standing for the name of God, when you're standing um, for righteousness, when you're standing for truth. Okay. Let us look at the, the third verse. It says, 
and they laid hands on them. And the word hands here is more than just the physical hand. Yes, in this instance, it was the physical hand that was laid on them. But you can lay your mouth on me. You can can spare my life without touching me. You can snare my life. You can destroy me without um, even shooting me with a gun or, or or, or stabbing me with a knife, your tongue uh, that you can use to destroy me. So here, um, they laid their hands on them and put them in hold unto the next day. In other words, they, they, they locked them up and put them in a common jail, common cell. This was not the inner cell prison. It was just actually um, the holding cell for the next day. Um, why? Because it was late. Okay, um, first of all, so how be it many of them which um, heard the word believed, and the, and, the, and the number of the men were about 5,000. So now here is, um, earlier we had 3,000 souls that saved, okay, that was on the death and it was, and, now the, and, and right after the miraculous power, the hate glory, that took place um, in the third chapter now, and, um, and Peter preached so hard and under the anointing of God, um, and five more thousand um, accepted Christ, accepted the gospel. So now you have 8,000 people following Peter and John up and down the street. Can you imagine 8,000 people following? It said um, there was about 5,000, and it came to pass. Um, on the morrow um, um, that their rulers and elders and scribes and Ananias, the high priest, and Cephas, and John, um, and Alexander, and as many as were of the king of the high priest were gathered together at Jerusalem. So now, when once an accusation is against you, People have a tendency of coming together with even the enemies just to destroy you. Isn't that amazing? Even the enemies, people that they've, that they've never dealt with before, they still want They're going to come together with you to try to destroy you. And, and this is what's happening here. God always has a way out for you, even though it seems like um, it, 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 it may be the parents may be that you're going through something unfair. Um, but if you know who you are going through it for, if you know the relationship you have with God, if you have another brother or sister in a covenant relationship that you stand with you, you don't mind. It doesn't, it doesn't bother you. You don't feel the pressure because you know you know for certain that God will bring you out. Amen? God will bring you out. Do I have... Um, um, any saints out there tonight? Amen. Um, matter of fact, um, I know I've been talking for a while and haven't had a chance to ask you um, if if you what you feel about it or your questions or statements. Uh, maybe you can answer. Or you know, maybe you have a question you want to ask about community relationship or covenant relationship or the power of the Holy Ghost in individuals or even persons that isolate themselves. From the, from people to say that you know they're out there and they you know have a standard. What do you think? Do you have uh, any comments or questions? 
Um, I've heard people say that they have to uh, isolate themselves uh, to, you know, to hear from God. Uh, I've known somebody that uh, that she uh, she do isolate herself and she don't want to be bothered. And I would think that if you are saint, you're not supposed to isolate yourself from from your sisters and brothers. You know, especially when they come into your age. And you you are correct with that. Um, you are not to isolate yourself. You will never find in any portion of scripture where the only time when Jesus isolated himself is when he went to pray alone. You know, but other than that, he never isolated himself from anyone. He was always um, in groups. Matter of fact, he went into the public and in the sinners' houses, you know, um, and he was there with them. So, no, to isolate yourself is wrong. That is false humility. That is a religious spirit. If you see someone who's always saying, I need to be by myself, I need to hear what God is saying, and, well, that's good at times to hear, you know, be alone here with God. But when you cut people off, and especially you can't um, fellowship with nobody, okay? No one is right for you to fellowship with. Everyone is wrong. No, no, something is wrong with you, you know? Something is definitely wrong with you. You can't find nowhere in the Bible where the Lord says um, to be by yourself other than when you are going into your prayer closet, Okay? Um, or when you're alone in the wilderness or in the mountains with God. But I could show you, show you numerous and numerous of scripture, and I'm sure you do know also, where God um, encourages us to come together. Um, right here in the book of Acts, it says they continue daily with one accord together, okay, from house to house, breaking bread. So it, 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 it's not good to be isolated by yourself. And um, I like that question because it, uh, it opened up a door for us also to talk about um, churches, again, who don't like fellowshipping with other churches because, yes, y'all, yes. because you are Pentecostal and the other church is Baptist or that you are Methodist and the other church is apostolic. Mm-hmm. That, that's, a, that's wrong. That's, that's a, a, a hideous teaching because there is only but one God. Right. And, and he, his name is not apostolic. His name is not Pentecostal. His name is not Baptist. You know, it's the Lord God Almighty. Hey, glory. There's only one God. And so he, but he said he have others of, of other sheep of other folds, you know, but, but he knows who they are. And, and you may not know and I may not know. So, therefore, we ought to accept and, and, and fellowship with all our brothers. So churches who isolate themselves from other ministries, I call them a spiritual cult, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't care how good they're preaching or teaching. If they cannot fellowship with you or with another mm-hmm. minister there, they're not real. They're not real. They can, mm-hmm. you, can, you can go to them. Uh, they will call you for every um, um, function they have in and you will go to them, you will um, take your little change, your little money, and give to them over and over again. And if, if you are in a ministry in a place, they can't come to you, okay, um, um, because you ain't right 
you know, you, you don't have their name. No, and, and and that's a shame. That's a shame. I know I took over from you from what you're saying, but I just have to get that in there. So um, if you do have more coming, please share and talk. That's what we're here for when we study in the Word of God. Please. Yeah, uh, that's what I was about to get to. Uh, you did uh, break that down because uh, I know that uh, there are some churches um say some some saints uh from different uh ministries uh I'm not going over to this church if my pastor don't go and you know, I'm not going here and I'm not going there because they're not saved, they're not like us, they not this and that. Well, you can't just be sitting up saying stuff like that. If you know that these people need help, get your mouth off them and help them. Hmm. Mm. And 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 also, um, you may only be the foot, one foot, not even the feet, one. And some, and they over there may be the arm or be the elbow, how or maybe the other foot to carry to have carry the body of Christ. Or yeah. you you may be you may have the feet, okay. And then the body can't go no place except the feet is attached to the body. Okay, and and we all are one membered body, one membered body. And if we if we isolate ourselves, if we withdraw ourselves from each other, then um, we 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 set ourselves up for failure. That's right. Set up for failure. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Do you have another comment to make? Um, me and another sister of mine, a spiritual sister in the Lord. Um. We were talking about this. Uh, well, we talk a lot. Um, on uh, we were saying that uh, why should we be scared to go to another ministry? Uh, we uh, some people act like they're going to lose their salvation if they go to another church. And that, that and person is not con. Com- comfortable or not certain about what they have. Okay. If they, right. if they don't know way, who you are in God. They don't know who they are in God. It's correct. Um, if you know who you are, you can go into the mocking mind and being mad at fact, you know, He commands you to go on the highway and the ages. There, mm-hmm. there are religious people out there that are in the highway and the ages. There, there are groups of churches out there in the highway and ages. You should go and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not telling you to be insubordinate insubordinate to your leader. I am saying okay. that when there's time to go and, and and you see a need to go, every yeah. pastor, every local pastor ought to have the vision of winning souls, not just counting numbers, but, but winning souls, not trying to build their palace but winning souls. And so if you see a need to go out there, they should give you your ble- give give them your blessing, give you their blessings mm-hmm. and, and, and and permit you to go forth. And if you find out that um, they don't want you to do it, then you know that it's anti Christ. It um you we looking for the anti Christ over in the Middle East, but it's not in the Middle East, it's right among us. Anytime you deny the Christ the commandment of Christ is to go into all the world. You're anti-Christ. 
And and when you're anti-Christ, you're a false prophet. And all mm-hmm. false prophets have their part in the lake of fire. Amen? They, they have part in the lake of fire. So together we must stand as brothers and sisters to, to carry out the word of God, to carry out this mission. We can't do it by ourselves. There is no one church can do it by himself, by itself. It must be a group. First, it was three. Well, first it was 120. From that 120, it spread to 3,000. From 3,000, it spread to another 5,000. That's 8,120 souls that are in the church. Okay, I mean, within two days or three days. Okay, and all of that 8,120 people, um, who was the spokesman? Peter and John, mostly Peter. There was no, there was no argument of who going to speak first. So there was no, you know, they went inside the temple. They went in the priests in the in, in the churches, so called back then. They went among the high priests and the scribes. Matter of fact, when they put them in prison and they commanded them not to say anything in the name of Jesus, they say, "Wait a minute." And I'm paraphrasing this in the fourth chapter. Should we obey you rather, or God? You know, um, so they they were bold enough to speak to the elders of the land, to the Pharisees, those of different religions, to the Sadducees, to the scribes. There were those of different religions. Okay, and the Bible said because they were together. Catch this, because they were together when they prayed. The Bible said that the place shook. Okay, the place, uh, the, the whole building where they were praying shook and trembled because God heard their prayer and saw their unity and togetherness. Um, together we will stand, but divided we will fall. Amen? So it, it, it's important for you to, to, to keep that in mind. And again, when we look in this, let's go on a little bit. When we look in this fourth chapter here, we begin to see where... Persecution began to take place in the ministry. Remember now, the church is born, mm-hmm. it's young. Okay, um, the disciples are back together. Um, a couple of days ago, they were scattered. Oh, over, let's say 20 days ago, because after 10 days, the Holy Ghost came. You know, and but anyway, they were scattered, and now they're back together. Um, they got a new surge of energy. They are ready to work and go forth in the name of the Lord. And, ask, and God used each of them. God, listen to this, very important, my brothers. God used each of them in a different manner, each of them. Uh, every one of the disciples, they may not have, or the apostles may not have a book written, but every one of them were used in a mighty, mighty way. Matter of fact, mm-hmm. every one of the apostles except John, the revelator, every one of them were crucified or murdered or martyred for the word of God. That's how powerful they were. You may not have heard much about Thomas. You may not have heard much about um, 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 Matthias, but every one of them. Um, Peter was crucified upside down. Luke was hung by the net to an olive tree. Um, Barnabas was put in a hot barrel of tar. Um, um, Matthew got um, a stake driven in his heart. Um, Thomas was crucified 
also. Um, every one of Jesus' the apostles were crucified except for John the Baptist, John the Revelator. He was put on the Isle of Patmos. His yeah. eyes were plucked out and were left there to, to die. But why did God give him the greatest revelation of the end time? And he died of old age. The apostle Paul was beheaded at Nero's chopping block. All of God's apostles had something to do. Why would they be crucified and, and stoned and killed if they were not impacting the kingdom of God or making waves among the religious people? Well, they were. That's the reason why they were crucified. So it is important, my brothers and sisters, it is very important for you to realize that um, when we come into this ministry, when we come into the body of Christ. You're not alone. You're not a lone ranger. But you, the reason why there's no um, the difference in the churches today, why there's no healing, a lot of people say, well, what happened? Back in those days, they were healing and delivering. But they were together. They had all things in common. They were together. So God loved using unity. And together, where unity is their strength. But today, every ministry basically want to be better than the other ministry. And within that ministry, um, we isolate ourselves from others. The pastor has a different anointing. This one has a different anointing. This one is more deeper. This one is much more powerful. This one sees more vision. The other one um, has a deeper voice. The other one is really anointed to sing. When the Bible says make a joyful noise, they don't care how you sing. As long as you make a joyful noise unto the Lord, and it's done in, it's in spirit and in truth, you know. And so that all of this is in the local assembly. That's the reason why the, the foundation is not shaken. How many times on a Sunday morning you you hear a word of prayer, pray or a prayer go forth that it moved the people. Sometimes you may not be able to minister the word of God if the power of God comes through prayer. You shake the place or worship. You shake the place. You don't have to wait for a special person to preach or wait for a special person to sing. If we are together with one spirit, together with the, bring the glory of, and the presence of God, it will produce the glory of God. Things will change. Foundation will be shaken. And foundation has been, has been laid there by religious people. The place where they were when they prayed belonged to the high priest. The places where they put them in, 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 in jail. But when they prayed, it shook that foundation. God will usually change the foundation of, of false religious people. But you have to go where they are. You can't be isolated by yourself. God will never use you that way. That's the reason why we, we are suffering, because we're all by ourselves. We, we, we have a point on the market in God. We, 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 we already, we arrived. We know it all. We are there. But that's, that's, that's a, a deception of the devil, of the enemy. Satan doesn't want, oh, glory to God, the same way he was trying to stop these apostles. Okay? He didn't want them to be together. He didn't want them to, to be victorious. And because from, from the beginning in Genesis, with the, with, when God said that I will put empty between the seed of the woman and the seed of the man, and bruised it, he should bruise his head, Satan knew that was him. And, 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 and for years he was trying to stop that. For years, early, early in, the, in the book of the Bible, we found that where Pharaoh tried to kill all the male men because Satan knew 
that there was a man child was supposed to be born. But that didn't happen. It didn't it didn't stop anything. They still began to multiply. Then down in Sodom and Gomorrah, Satan tried again by turning all the man into homosexual because he knows that if man goes with man, you cannot give birth. No procreation can take place. And so he, he put it in this spirit because he wants all the women to die or all the men to die so that there would be no new man given, no new birth given to a man. Okay, so he tried that. And all through the Bible, you see that. Matter of fact, the spirit of war got into man. And that's the reason why there was so many fighting going on. And giants, big men were, you know, fighting against little men, killing and destroying one another while the women at home took water and tending to the sheep and stuff. It was a deception, and but that still didn't work, okay? And it took us all the way, all the way into the into the New Testament, the ending part of the New Testament, where Herod said, um, "I'm going to find the, the baby and bring news back to me, so I can go and worship." His 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 his, his intention was not to worship. His intention was to eliminate the promise of God. Deception, deception, and so. Um, it didn't happen. He, he didn't find it, so he killed all the the the, the male under two and up. Kill all the male under two and up. So it is important here. It is important here for you to know deception and to see deception. So that didn't work. So all through the generation, he try and try and try. Then lesbianism coming and all of this stuff. Stuff is a deception from Satan. Then now you have. Um, a man marrying man, women marrying women, and it's on in the church. You have ministers marrying men in church and marrying women to women in church. So Satan is trying everything you can do, and so it's not working. And so if he could pull you from a brother, pull you away from a sister, destroy you, you can't help me and I can't help you because we're up against each other. We can be in one little room, in one little building, and in that little room, in that little building, we still against each other. We still warring against each mm-hmm. other. Take no care of coming together every Sunday, but let us war against each other. Let us see who can put in the most offering, okay? Let us see who has the, the biggest, the, the fattest type envelope or, or the biggest donation. Let it, so our name can be called. And it bothers me. Yeah, I, I'm going to talk about it. It bothers me when I see, in, and I've got ministries, and they have to call the name of, well, we received $50 from Brother so-and-so, um, $100 was sent in by this family give this. This family, what in the world are we doing? Yeah. Are we making God house a show, a puppy show? Mm-hmm. Uh, isn't that, I mean, what, what, what is it all about? What, what, for what? Why? Give what you have sincerely unto the Lord and let God use that and turn it into what he wanted it to be. So, so, so all of this is a deception from the enemy. All of this is a, a plan of Satan to stop us from achieving um, the goals that God had for us, from us fulfilling our assignments from God. I know I talk a lot just now, and I'm going to give room for someone against to make some statements or ask a question. Please, go ahead. Um, I want to ask a question about uh, about Jehovah Witness uh, when they come to your door. Uh, I have been taught 
to uh, not let them in. And, you know, uh, there was some that came to my door Saturday, Saturday morning. And uh, I talked with them. They talked with me. And uh, one thing I do know, that you got to have the word in you. You got to have the word in you. No, I didn't push them away. I used to do it. I used to uh, close my blinds and stuff because of what I was taught. You know what I'm saying? I used to close my blinds and stuff. And, uh, you know, when you know, just went out to the door. And God started dealing with me about that. And so... The reason why I said he started dealing with me about that because I'm not supposed to uh, hide the God that I serve, uh, the true and living God. And uh, so after talking with them, they stood there and they listened to me uh, as I was speaking on the word of God. And uh, so the older man, he began to smile. And he said that, uh, he said, she looks like she is a nice person. And, and, and as, you know, uh, as the Lord was giving me what to say, I mean, they were just standing there agreeing with me. So uh, I left praising God, and I prayed for them. And I said, Lord, uh, I know you can save Jehovah's Witnesses. You know what I'm saying? If you can save anybody, you know, I believe your word. I believe you're going to do it, you know. And so, because I don't want to push nobody away, and I looked at these are souls. That's what I looked at. These are souls. Uh, Jesus didn't push me away. So why why should I push somebody else away when there's a chance to give them the word and to uh, lead them to Christ? That's right. Right. And, And you are so right about that. Let me say this. Um, we go and we talk to someone in the Baptist ministry or in Pentecostal mm-hmm. Church of God, in Christ, Church of God out of Christ, um, they mm-hmm. all have their religion and their belief. Okay, so why mm-hmm. if a Jehovah Witness come, you would talk to them? Here, here's what I'm going to say um, to those that are listening to this teaching tonight. If someone comes to you and say a Jehovah Witness, representative come to your door, welcome them in. But you must take the lead. Mm-hmm. That's it. Not let them take the lead because it could be a plan of Satan to keep to bring darkness on you. You take the lead. Well, Apostle, how do I take the lead? Here it is. You welcome in, you greet them, and you find out their intention. Well, we just want to share it with you. Okay, before we share, let us please have a word of prayer. You lead the prayer. Okay, mm-hmm. you need to pray. Pray in the name of Jesus, okay? If they are they if they're really Jehovah Witness, they're uncomfortable with the name of Jesus. Okay? Mm-hmm. So you pray in the name of Jesus and don't pray um a, a, a little prayer. Pray in the name of Jesus and and ask God to open up their eyes and mm-hmm. and to and ask for the Holy Spirit to reveal the truth to them. Matter of fact, by the time you finish praying, they may be gone. Okay, but if, 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 if what I'm thinking, the Holy Spirit also could convict them in your prayer. And once you finish praying, 
you ask them, um, uh, if we're going to study the Bible, let us use the Bible that I am familiar with, which is the King James Version, okay? And especially if you have more than one Bible in the house, if, you have, if it's two of them, I am sure in every house there's about two or three Bibles, okay? And you, and, and follow this example, you take a Bible and then you give them the other two and let them follow along. Okay, what, are we, what do you want to study today, guys? What do you want to talk about? Oh, we want to talk about the chaos in the world. All right, that's good. The, one of the scriptures they always come up with, do you think this world could go any farther or statement um, or can get any worse than it is? Or do you think that it's going to get better? Um, that's when you use the scripture, okay? Um, we can go... Uh, in the last days, there will be earthquakes in diverse places and the Romans of war, blah, 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 blah. And then you could quote the scripture which says, um, um, when you see these things um, happen, look up, your redemption draws nigh. It's not the end, it's just the beginning of things. So you answer them. Well, no, it's not going to get any better. It's just the beginning of things. But then you want to totally ask that by saying to them, but I want to show you how you could live in the midst of all of those confusion or catastrophe and, and still have a peace in your heart. Yes. Okay? And then you go back to Jesus Christ. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man coming and this is, you have to minister to everybody. Okay? The, the apostles and those, they didn't turn anyone away because there were, there were people of all religion and all nationalities that came to um, Jerusalem during the Pentecost um, experience. So they had to minister to everybody. They didn't isolate or didn't turn the back on no one. Amen? Amen. So that, that is it. So always keep that. Um, once they come to your door, welcome them with a smile. Um, welcome them into your home. You take the lead. Don't never give the lead. As soon as they come to your door, Quick prayer. Father, you are in charge. Holy Spirit, you take over. You can say that in your heart. Holy Spirit, take over. Come on in. Come on in. Okay. Um, how can I help you? Blah, blah. Oh, we are blah, blah. We are from the kingdom hall. They don't say we're Jehovah's Witnesses. We're from the kingdom hall. Or we are with watchtowers. Okay. Um, so just be for me. Oh, awesome. Good. Um, um, and if they want to do the study, then you go in prayer and you lead the prayer. I want to read the scripture before um, we almost end. I want to read the scripture here in Acts chapter 4, which is um, important. Okay. And um, verse number, let's see if I could find it here. Um, Acts chapter 4 and verse number, start from verse 20. And it says, For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, they let them, they let them, there's someone who's reading it after this. I'm at verse 21. Verse 21. They let them go, yes. Finding nothing how to how they might punish them by another because of the people. For all men 
glory for all men glorify God for the things or for which um, was done. Okay. Um, that's that's not where I want to go. Okay, verse number 24. Okay, even 23 says, and, and being let go, they, they went to their own company. They went to their own company, I mean to the group, and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And when they heard, and when they heard that, they lifted up the head. That's where I want to go. They lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord God, Lord, thou art God, which hath made heaven and earth and the sea and all that therein, who, who by the mouth of that servant David hath said, um, Why? That means somebody have to please. Why did he enraged? Um, and the people um, imagine being things. I, I am so sorry tonight, thanks. I am, I'm, I'm not seeing right. Okay. Um, I want to go to verse verse 29. No, verse verse 29. Say that again. Someone can we can see better now right now, please. Um read Sorry. first. Yes. Yeah. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. Go on. Yes. Thirty by stretching forth thine hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. Hebrew. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken, where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. Okay. That, that's where I wanted to get. Now, see, and they were praying to God after they were even threatened and punished and ridiculed, yet they give God thanks and praise for it and glorify God for the opportunity to be able to suffer for him in this early in the game. And as a result, see, God would move when he sees your heart. That's, that's the point I want to make. When, when God sees your heart and he sees what is in your heart, he will move on your behalf. Are you hearing me? Amen. God will Amen. move on your behalf. God, uh, this, this, this little weak prayer that we are doing and little halfway relationship we have, that doesn't move God. Amen. Not, he he wants he want to see a sincere heart, a willing Amen. heart, a heart for that is willing to suffer and to go through and yet still praise his name, give him the glory, and, and that's what he wants to see. He, once he sees that, he would move. He would shake some things. He would, he would take some things out of place. But he has to see 
a willing heart. Yes, yes. A willing heart. And, and are you, are you, you think you're suffering for nothing? If you, you're suffering yes. for righteousness' sake. And, yes. and if you suffer for righteousness' sake, God got to reveal his glory. He will bring you out. You, you're not going to suffer the rest of your life. And if you suffer for righteousness' sake, you're not going to um, reap the reward from it. God, God is faithful to his saying. He knows your expected end. He knows what he, what you can bear, what you can take. He knows. He, he sees the heart, and he understands that what you can go through and what you ought not to go through. So, 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 so we 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 get tired suffering because of, of what the world is saying. Boy, girl, I wouldn't take that. Boy, I wouldn't take that. You were better than that. You were. You were. You are this, you are that. And, and God is saying, yeah, they wouldn't take it, but you can take it. I made you with, with, the, with the capability and inherent power on the inside of you that you can endure and you can go through. So, so can't, you, can't you see what the early apostles went through? And yet still the example was to praise God and to glorify God and to lift them up. That's our example. That's why we are apostolic. Okay? That's why we are apostolic. That's, we're not apostolic because we like the name apostolic. Uh, you know, you don't have to be, you don't have to have the word apostolic over your doorpost to be apostolic. You are apostolic because you follow the teaching of the early apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you take the word of God to your heart. That's why you are apostolic. You're not apostolic just because you have a robe and a, and a tallit and a beautiful marquee in the front of your church or what? No, no, you're apostolic because you accept the word of God for what the word of God is. That's what make one an apostolic. Amen. Do I have a question or answer? I just have to pause there. Are there any questions or any concerns? Well, I really, really enjoying this lesson tonight because uh, it is an eye opener uh, to, I'm sure, all of us that's on here tonight, and it's really been a blessing to me. And uh, once again, Apostle, uh, I thank God for you uh, for this teaching. Uh, I am getting some confirmation uh, through this teaching on how God has been dealing with me lately uh, concerning uh, the covenant relationships. He has been dealing with me on that. And uh, and I praise God for that. And also dealing with the prophetic anointing, uh, God is always also dealing with me on that. And uh, I'm grateful for this teaching tonight, and I didn't want to miss it. I did not want to miss this teaching tonight because I'm learning. Uh, I'm being unlearned. And I'm learning, and I thank God for that, uh, to be a student of the Word, and it's a blessing. Go ahead, ma'am. I'm sorry. It's a blessing, and I just want to encourage your heart with those words and uh, to let you know that I am praying uh, for you. Oh, bless the Lord. I, I, I thank you for those that encouraging statement, man, and I pray that the Lord would make it possible one day that we would meet in person just so I can lay my hands on you. Um, I would like to impart some things into your spiritual life. 
Um, these things come through by laying on of hands or speaking into one's life. And I am sure the Lord will make that possible one day. But until then, we thank God for this this vehicle that we're using, and we're sure that God will enhance it to um, greater avenue one day. But until then, we must be faithful over small things that God has given us. And um, share the word of God with your friends and those Try to encourage others to come online to receive the teaching. And um, um, every Thursday, hopefully right after the month of um, May, after the month of May, we may be reversing back to Wednesday night. I'm just letting you know that, hopefully. But until then, it's Thursday night at 8 p.m. And um, um, Try and encourage some folks to come online so they can also receive the teaching. Give them the number and um, give them my email. You do have my email. If there are any questions that they need uh, or any concerns that they're battling with and they need answers, um, we'll do our best to try and answer those questions uh, with the aid of the Holy Spirit. And so, again, blessing on you and on all the saints who may be out there listening to us. Um, we pray that um, you would find um, possible to be with us again on next week at this time. Now, if there are no more questions or no more um, statements, we'd like to end our study tonight um, with a word of prayer, but I'll pause for a second if there are any questions and any statements. Um, I have one more. Um... I heard a minister say, and um, we are the same ministry, um, say that uh, we are not to uh, get teaching from anybody but our pastor. And I don't agree with that. I, I have my reasons to not agree with that, not coming against him. But it's just I didn't agree with that because God uses more than our shepherds to speak into our lives and to help us and labor uh, for us and with us. Now, I can speak for me. Okay, my response to that is biblical. Um, if there is a pastor in your life that is word-filled, that is Holy Spirit-led, that is teaching the Word of God, you ought to be subject to his leadership, um, and your base teaching should be from him. However, there are others of the body of Christ that can complement his teaching that um, would help you um, get to the place you need to get in God or see things clearer. So yes, you can receive of others. However, you have to be very careful that the teaching is not um, man-made teaching or you know that is the part that it is the Word of God. So if you do have a pastor that is spirit-led, that is word-filled, um, your base teaching must be from that house. However, any good parents teach their children to go out into the world and function. And so when you're out there, you would listen, you would hear certain issues, certain things, 
And if you find out that that statements or the statements that have been made are contradicting that which you receive from your pastor, which you believe is the word of God, then you refrain and you withdraw yourself from that. But uh, again, you ought to be able to fellowship or receive from other teachers because the Bible says, I give some, not just one, I give some to the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting, for the perfecting, for the perfecting of the things. Okay, one person ain't going to perfect us. Okay, one person doesn't know it all, but be very careful with what you receive from someone uh, that calls a pastor or teacher or apostle or prophet if you have a pastor, prophet, um, evangelist, or teacher. Be very careful. So that's my take on that. Um, I believe God will put pastors in your heart, according in your life according to his own heart, um, what he wants you to have. And he will also um, send individuals to complement or to confirm um, that a pastor gives you. So, no, one man doesn't know it all. So I disagree with that part. Uh, Yes, I just wanted some clarity on that. Uh, I'm not against my pastor because I know that he's a man of God. I know he hears from God, and he is a dynamic teacher because I I learn uh, many things from him, and I do get confirmation through him a lot of times. And not only do I get confirmation through him, God uses other men of God like yourself and other men of God that I've heard are women of God that gives me confirmation in what he's already been teaching me and dealing with me about revealing to me. Amen. Amen. Well, there goes your answer. You know, God has God given you confirmation already and through other men and women of God, then that's your answer. Um, some people just have a tendency of being um, closed or, or boxed in and they want to box you in. And so I would not allow anyone to box me in. No, never and would never be. Yes, and that's because they don't understand the gifts and calling that's on your life. Amen. Amen. I'll I tell you what, um, a woman of God, we can go on all night with this, you know. <laughs> Sound like you got a lot on the inside of you want to release. <laughs> I, I'm going to make one of these, one of these first and I just release tonight, Saints night. The night when you release it and, and you and you speak from your heart, whatever's there without me teaching and I'm just gonna be there to give scripture support. And um, one of these nights and I'll I'll let you know in advance when it's gonna be so you can release everything. I may I may ask you to spare in that night. Well, That'd be all right. Sir. Would that be all right? I, I ask you to spare it that night. Uh, yes, sir. I just make sure that uh, I be ready and, and you know be prepared. I would let you know, ma'am. I would let you know. I, I would not. I would not uh, not creep up on you in the dark. <laughs> oh no. Oh, I I I know you, and I I don't believe that. Okay, well, if that's it for tonight, again, thank all of you that have been following us since last year, October. And um, 
pray for us. In a couple of weeks, we are heading to New York for our seminar and for our um, life, life seminar as well as a week of um, nightly service, um, revival service, fellowshipping with the saints up there. Pray for us. Pray for our, pray for our presiding bishop, Bishop White, um, that God will strengthen him and for all the leaders in the ministry. Um, we are scattered all over, so God, we pray that the Lord would keep us strong. And um, even though we are up there, um, maybe that Thursday night, we will not have a Bible study. We'll let you know in advance what night it is. But we will be leaving from here the 22nd of May and probably returning back the 1st or the 2nd of June. Yeah. So until then, keep us in prayer. Keep praying for us. Okay. So see you guys on next week, Thursday. Yes. Yeah. Okay, let's, let's close with a word of prayer. Father, thank you tonight okay. for the teaching of the word, and thank you for your Holy Spirit, which was so influential in our life tonight, God. It was you and no one else, God, and we praise you, we glorify you, Lord. Thank you for um, the saying that come forth from the saints, God, and Thank pray that the heart was comforted, God, and that they receive, Father, confirmation in this spirit. Now, Lord, as we, this session of study, we pray that you would keep us throughout this week and keep us, Father, in your presence. So when we are challenged by the enemy, Father, we would be able to withstand all of the vows of him. And Lord God, keep us safe throughout this night. Lord, um, watch us, guide us, and protect us. We'll yes. give you all the praise, and uh, we'll give you all the honor and all of the glory because they all belong to you. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank Good night, you. and have a wonderful night, Saint. Amen. You too. God bless you.